Welcome to Polymath episode 7. Uh, my name is Chris Rossin. I'm Ashley Callum. And together we, you know, together we do that. I keep doing that, Drake. We've got to stop doing that. You can find me on Twitter, uh, which is really simple. It's at Chris Frossin. I'm basically Chris Frossin anywhere. You can find me anywhere at that. So it's at Chris Frossin on Twitter. Uh, and I've got two now. Yeah. Um, I've got at uh, Calisthenics UK and also at AF Mylak. So that's A F M Y L A K. All one word. Yeah, all one word. Yeah, no spaces, no. Or anything else like that. So that's my. Um, are you using one of your headshots that I shot for you as a profile picture yet? Uh, I think I am actually. Yeah. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. I tried to pick the one pick that I look least like a least <laughs> like a gimp. Um, so I'm sure people will probably think that I do look like a gimp anyway. But have you got your um, gimp mask on? Uh, I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the it. next. That's the next photo shoot. You're <laughs> in a gimp mask. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So that's the one I, I, I thought I needed a separate Twitter account for um for my novels and Novely things. books. Um, so yeah, you can follow follow Ash on AF Mylack on Twitter as well. Yeah, and then you can follow uh, the Polymath podcast, which is at Polymathcast. Um, all one word, no spaces, underscores, or anything like that. Awesome. There we go. Right, we had loads. Episode seven. We've we had got, loads to talk about. Massive list. Uh, honestly, where about, do you want to start? Uh, well, I've been. I've been there's a guy on YouTube. I don't know his name, but his YouTube channel is called Dedication Blog, um, and uh, I've always wanted like an Audi R8. Ever since oh, I, I, I had a yeah, ride, right. I had a riding one with one of my um, uh, clients that I used to train. Yeah, I had a white R8 carbon fiber trim and everything. It was amazing. I thought, I mean, I don't know loads about cars, and and I'm sure there's people out thinking, ah, oh, uh, it's a rubbish driver's car and all the rest of it. It's I just a good like, driver's car, I, supposedly. Is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like the, the I like the look of it. I thought, well, it, it's for a supercar, it might not be that expensive to run all, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Very um, so yeah. It, I just I think I searched ages ago for you know Audi R8 review or something. I found this guy and he'd he uh, had had his mate along with him and he was it was like a video of him going to buy his R8 and it turned out that he was a programmer and he's yeah. only about twenty five and then he did a video of himself uh, just answering people's questions you know how can I afford an R8 at twenty five what do I do and all this sort of stuff. Oh okay. Um, and so that ded- dedication blog is more about. How he could afford it rather than buying cars and uh, no, it, it is mostly oh, about buying cars. Okay. Yeah, he does a little bit of programming uh, um, uh, advice and things. Yeah, but he 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 says he was saying something which I completely agree with. which is um, he says you can't see what he's doing as a as a get rich quick scheme. Quick, he no. says there aren't any. He says it just so happens that I enjoyed programming. I did a lot of it in my spare time and and it just sort of happened for him. Yeah, if you do something work well hard. enough for long enough, could yeah. happen. And he, he said something that I've heard other people say before, like Ricky Gervais, say you have to you have to do what you know and do what you like. He says, you know, uh, uh, I mean, the reason I wrote, wrote fitness books in the in the first place instead of going straight into novels or non-fiction or whatever is because um, I knew I, I knew enough about fitness, um, or I felt I did at the time, Obviously, other people can be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> that I thought I could write a write a book on it. You know, I'm not yeah. a, not a world expert or anything, but I knew I felt I knew enough that I could put some something together. Yeah. And, and that's and one of the things that we keep saying. One of the things that we're kind of standing by is that if you're true to yourself and and write what you or do what you do and work on work at what you do, then uh, it it all works out and it you get the followers kind of thing, which obviously has transpired into your novels a little bit as well. And yeah, do you want yeah. to talk about your Big yeah, news. so yeah, well, so I, finally, I, yeah, finally, yeah. Well, it took a little bit longer that I, I did want it out by November the seventh or something, but yeah. it just took too long. I, I didn't have. Um, Which is okay. That's all right. It's your first, yeah, ordered, first ordered, novel. Well, I'm a, I'm a set myself kind of like a loose deadline, um, and that's just. Uh, I don't feel any pressure with those deadlines, but it just it just 
hypes me up a little bit more and, yeah. and just makes me get on with it really. Um, so yeah, I released Pegasus one um, in paperback and uh, ebook Kindle versions uh, a couple of days ago now. When was it? Fr- was it Friday? Friday, I think it was available. Yeah. Um, it did a couple of free promo days. Um, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. I'll do a, Sunday. Yeah, I'll do a few more. I think I've got three left. So the way the Kindle works is that you, you if you write a book on there, you've got I think a total of five days where you can market it for free. Okay. Uh, so I've used two of those already just to get a bit of <coughs> interest going, get a few people reading it. Um, I've had a five star review already on dot um, com, which is which is US, nice. US. Um, yeah, on the US e-book. site. Yeah, on the US ebook. Yeah. Um, can you can you dif- uh, differentiate between ebook? reviews and printed reviews or is it just a review of the book no not at the moment no I, and I don't know if there's any way for me to do that um, curious, interesting. so if anybody there's no um, Amazon uh, sorry Kindle and CreateSpace are the two subsidiaries of Amazon that deal with either the ebooks and the, and the paperbacks so I have a separate CreateSpace dashboard yes. um, for my um, see that's what I haven't got I haven't got the CreateSpace one because right, okay, yeah. it's, it's just the same as, as Amazon you just you just yeah set it up you know i mean you need you need uh you just submit a pdf and you submit a uh cover. a cover with a with a front a spine Which is awesome. back cover um yeah the the cover is really well i used a i used a company called or a guy called Dame, uh, damon Zar um from south africa um, is he a king? what sorry is he a king i don't know actually it sounds, it sounds very kingly isn't it damon Zar. uh za his second name is um but he runs a company, uh, uh, and I just found his his uh, site online. I think I'd contacted maybe twenty, twenty five different people, and yeah. and um, it, I saw a blog post of his, which ties back into you know being treaty some and ta- having your principles. Yeah, because you had, stuff. they had this conversation with me about he was wanting to take a little bit more creative control over. Yeah, the he he was basically saying he was authors. It's an author's job to write the book. It's the cover yeah. designer's job to create a cover that's going to sell more books or well not necessarily more books but well yeah some more books and attract more attention yeah um so he said a lot of the time if you see an amateur looking cover it's not that the artwork is bad or anything or that the the the, the quality is bad he said it's often they'll try and recreate a scene from the book or that they'll have too many things going on at once yeah or any of those and he, he showed about four or five very famous or very uh famous books and the covers so I think he showed Game of Thrones. I think he showed Mockingjay or, yeah. or the um, Hunger Games. Games series. And very, very simple covers. And the the thing on the cover might not have anything to do really with the main plot. No. It might be a, it might it's be a, a stylistic, tiny, yeah, stylistic design and, and getting yeah. getting a um, feel and an atmosphere almost sometimes. So uh, so he said he he knows that he's probably going to lose business over that over that decision. But he says his his goal is to be become a better cover yep. book, cover uh, yeah yep. book cover designer. It's not to earn however much money from it. You know, yeah. he says he wants to be known for doing. But then, if these, you these if, if he has if he stays true to himself and he does what he thinks is the correct way of um, doing the books, then he'll have followers. And then, obviously, of course, down the down the line, he may, he may end up making money, a lot of money, because of the style of his covers. Yeah, and I, I, and even though I knew that, I was still like, right, I had an idea. I wanted like a a, 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 yeah, a rocket craft rocket launch on the cover and. And maybe you know go and spec- and I thought that would be really simple, and but then it looked a bit too complex. Yeah. It didn't really work, and then because um, especially with yours, you've got to think about how it looks as a thumbnail as well, because you exactly. sell the eBooks. Yeah, and even if you sold the paperbacks online, I mean the the, the the thumbnail can be quite small. If you're looking at it on a mobile device, 
because it's quite, it's quite easy for me to sort of lose um, sight of it because I'm I'm working on like a yeah. 27 inch yeah. iMac. It, yeah. It's you know it, even though the thumbnails are small, they're still very clear. Um, so on an iPhone, uh, on an older iPhone and stuff. I mean, I've got a new one for the, for my business and stuff. Yeah. Um, but even on even on there, it's they're still quite small. So he said legibility was a was a big one. He says. Oh, fonts! Don't start font, me on fonts. Font might look really nice, you know, with swirling stuff. But on a, uh, he says that's fine if you if you've got a book in a bookshop and it's say A4 size or whatever. Yeah. He says that's that might be that might be workable, but but impact on, on book, a computer screen. Yeah. yeah. He says you can't make it work. So, um, stand serif for yeah. I think it was, stuff. you know, he uh, his one of his designs just came up with the Pegasus one title at the bottom, then F mark underneath that, just in in plain yep. text, nice looking text, and then um, kind of like a yellowish planet. Or, or a sliver of a, a you know, yes. sort of like a not. It was not half. It. It's about looks about a quarter of like yeah. a, a, of a of a circle. You know, right at the kind top. Of bleeding, and then, bleeding out over the top of the. Yeah, bleeding out, and then that would go round. That went round to the spine. I thought it looked just looked really simple, mm. really good. Um, I was really pleased with it, and it was. Yeah, it did, I, I think it was about it was about five hundred ninety five dollars or something, um, which I thought was really really good value because they got back to me almost straight away. They they're were really they're good really, really efficient. Yeah, because um, you were getting proofs. Like yeah, I got a proof snappy. after a couple, a couple of proofs after um, after probably two or three days. I think. Yeah. Um, I think they worked over the, over a weekend as well. They must have done because. Um, no, they really really nailed that one down. It was really cool. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, if anybody out is writing a book or they're looking for cover designers, Damon Damon's R Z A. Um, so is, D A M O N. O N, yeah, D A M O N. Um, And if you're not looking for a cover designer, you need to write a book so that you need to cover design because everybody has a book in them. Um, So you've gone then, plug Pegasus, where can they find it? uh, On Amazon. So if you just type in Pegasus 1. Number 1? Yeah, numeric. Yeah, numeric number 1. Or AF Mylac. Or AF Mylac, you might do, yeah. Um, Yeah. Sometimes that takes like a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, just for everything to... To sync, sync up, up. Yeah. And it, so if you if you search for it, um, maybe AF might like you might not find it, but Pegasus one, Pegasus one, um, definitely, you definitely will do. And I've shared it out on the Polymathcast uh, Twitter page, uh, so yeah. if uh, you're following that and you you want to grab a copy, I've posted it on my Twitter as well. Um, I will I will be doing a uh, a couple of free days after sort of immediately after Christmas, and a lot of people get Kindle devices yeah. and things like that. Then Christmas so, promotion. Yeah, so um, uh, but I think the, the ebook's only I think ebook's only one pound eighty or one pound ninety or something like that. So that's so good value, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it is very good. cheap. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what you're like. I like having a book because I've tried, I've tried reading on, um, reading on screens uh, and reading on the reading on the iPhone. I've had a few ebooks on the iPhone just to kind of try them out, mm-hmm. but I still like physically flicking through a book. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what. I mean, the paperbacks out as well. I think that's. I think the minimum price I could do that for was about six ninety nine. So I think I've done it for seven ninety nine. Yeah. Obviously, it could depend on Create Space. Have to take into account their cost. Printing cost. Yeah. Um, but still, still really cool. But yeah, so uh, some of obviously that's the I can make the ebook a lot cheaper and still yeah. make because I because I was. And it's been going well, hasn't it? You sold you sold quite a few. Yeah. Well, we did. I think I've sold. I think I sold a couple. Um, in terms of downloads and uh, for for each country, so I've yeah. done a, a couple on on, but it's been it's only out on Friday, and I've done two of those days with free, so I'm not going to sell that, that many of them. Good, um, but it's, it's positive though. It was it was, uh, I mean, I'm writing another book now, a thriller, um, or doing the planning stages for it anyway, just starting to write it, and it's I'm already doing things a lot differently than I was for for Pegasus. So, um, so in what way? 
just making sure the plot is completely watertight before I even start. Uh, writing style has got a bit more mature. Just it's okay. just got better. Um, is there swearing in this book? Yeah, oh yeah, there will be. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's 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 there's, there's um, you know a, one of the main characters is a detective, an older detective. Um, one of them is uh, obviously an assassin. One of them is a um, uh, kind of like a not a mafia boss, but like an organised crime crime okay. boss. So. Um, obviously not, cool. not, not necessarily a nice guy. So it's moved um, on a little bit from the. Uh, yeah, I mean, completely different. From the idea from, that you told me at the beginning. Book. That sounds cool. Yeah, it has. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I was telling you this earlier before we even started the podcast. I want to. Tr- I'm trying to get the, the plot as watertight as possible. I want yeah. it to be, because um, I'm trying to imagine it as a, as a film as I'm writing. I want it to be have a similar sort of flow, and I'm trying to make sure that that the, they will keep the reader guessing all the way to literally the last paragraph. Um, that's how I'm trying to write it anyway. So I don't want to, it, it, yeah, it should keep you guessing all the way to the last paragraph. Last um, paragraph. Yeah. So if you, so in the future, if you, do, if you do buy this book, it's going to be called Zephyr or the Zephyr line. I think I might just stick with Zephyr. Um, don't read the last paragraph last. You'll <laughs> ruin it for yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't, read, don't it read the last paragraph first. You can read it last because <laughs> that's the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. How, okay. So, um, in terms of twists and tying in and everything, um, I know Pegasus kind of ties it up towards the towards the very end of the last chapter, and you've just said Zephyr is going to be tied up towards the last paragraph of the last chapter. Mm. Um, if you, how many books do you read, or what's your opinion on how how quickly the twist or the the time the ends up at the end of a book has to happen? Because you 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 are obviously tying it up within a paragraph. Do you think that's too quick? Would you would you consider stringing it out so it kind of ties it up across the chapter, or are you do you do you like that's that impact mean, yeah. of finishing it on um, the paragraph? Bang. I mean, it, I think readers will get clues, yeah, but it won't be immediately apparent. And it, it, you'll <clears throat> the way I've planned it out, um, the reader will think it's going to go a certain way, yeah, and it will go another way, and it will go another way still. And it'll, there'll still be plenty of reason to keep reading. So there'll be little yeah. mini twists and, yeah. and you know things like that. Um, the only that... reason I think twists are important is because it's. I mean, I don't want to. I don't really like the word twists either. I don't what think you, of what them would you as call twists. it. Uh, I mean, we need to think of another word to get it out into an event. I don't know. It's not um, what is it? Realization almost. It is. I mean, for me, it's just something like that the penny drop. You would never envision no. happening. Because I lent, I've finally lent you one of my favourite films, which was Memento. Yeah. Which was yeah, Christopher Nolan's, week, one yeah. of Christopher Nolan's very first films. Um, and bringing up the kind of subject of how quickly do you think it should tie up all the loose ends and is it a drawn out thing? Like, Memento is literally the last scene. It explains the whole thing in the last scene and probably even two sentences, two kind of um, monologues from, uh, I can't remember his name now, what's the, what's oh, the guy's name? Yeah. Without giving away the film, because I really don't want to do that to anybody. No spoilers. You will never hear me say any spoilers about Memento on a podcast, because yeah. it needs to be seen. You need to watch it. It's brilliant. Like, um, um, But that, 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 that is literally the last two sentences the, of the, the film. The Usual Suspects, that's, that's, that, yeah, that to brilliant. me is a twist. Because yeah. or, or, um, you, know, you watch that but first that, time, that and was, you're just like, holy that's shit. That's a twist. That's a, a, um, I don't know whether that's... See, it's a twist, but it's like the penny drops... And then you get the explanation of where he was pulling the bits of the story from, because 
he's, he's obviously seen the whales on the uh, all the news stories on behind the police officer who's interrogating him. So there's a moment of realization, and then there's a moment of explaining to the viewer everything that you've seen through the story. Yeah, like Cause that's that's very very clever because I you, you wouldn't just I mean. I can't really remember the first time I watched it, but I, I know that I, I wasn't, I didn't see that coming at all. No, no. Um, same thing with like I the village. I don't think I was too young either. Like I think I was about 18, 19 when I was watching that. Yeah. Fantastic mm. film, really good. Any others like cracking twists? We keep using that word, but I can't think of another one. No, not can I. Um, I really don't know. Because it's, it's different for me. I mean, I, I love Lord of the Rings yeah. and things like that. But if you read that, you, you kind of know in advance, well, the bad guys aren't going to win. And, no, no. And you, it's kind of set you know, out. And I know, I, know I, I did read that Tolkien was a bit annoyed when the publishers wanted to split it into three and call the last one The Return of the King. Because he says, well, you've just given away the ending. <laughs> well, you think about it, you have. Yes, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. the Fellowship of the Ring, you can't really tell anything about it. You know it's yeah, like a group. Towers, and that, well, yeah. they're going to have to do something with the ring. Okay, two towers... Yeah, okay. I mean, even if you don't know what the what the two towers are, you can you can go right. Well, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, the Return of the King. Return of the King. Well, yeah, the king's returning. Fair enough. Well, yeah. there's only one king that's in the book at the moment that might re- possibly return. Yeah, and yeah, Aragorn has been. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, I mean, I'm f- I am fans of obviously books like that, and then there's lots of books that don't have any um, twists at all, and they're just kind of like a straightforward. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd class Lord of the Rings more of a uh, a suspense yeah. novel kind of thing, so you know what's happening. It's just Martians the story. I just finished the, the Martian. story going around. Oh, I've not um, read that one. So, yeah, so if anybody listen, if you read the Martian or, or listen on audiobook, because Javon's been doing that. It's, it's oh, really you've got your auditions. How many auditions have you had? Oh, yeah, you say you've had one person. Uh, well, yeah, Quite, uh, explain uh, that uh, as well because nobody yeah, knows. That's... Yeah, so I found out the other day. I got an email through Amazon and they were saying, "Oh, we have this new." Well, I say not new service. I just haven't looked into it before. Because Audible's it's called, it's Audible called ACX, com. and it's, it's got uh, Audiobook Creation Exchange. Okay, um, and it's a, a subsidiary of Amazon, so it's the same as your Create Space Kindle or the rest of it. Um, and you can, uh, if you publish a book on Create Space or Kindle, you can um, list it there and say, you know, this, you claim the book. This is my book. Yes. You know, you log into your Copyright, account. Blah blah blah. Um, and then you can put an audition script up, and people can just audition to read your audiobook narrators so cool. and producers and stuff so what you put up like a chapter and get people uh, to yeah well yeah I put up um, and then they record a yeah record it and I, I, I got that's so cool yeah you've had uh, a couple yeah well I've, 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 I've signed we're not signed a guy up but we're, we're going to go ahead with it I haven't no told way. you about it oh, you didn't it, only about happened, it only happened yesterday quite late um, so got, yeah a guy called Steve Barnes you, put it, you told me you put it up and then like six hours later you said I've had a I've had an audition yeah yeah well a guy called Steve Barnes he's he's a uh, Canadian um, he's done quite a few books um, he's got a very film fiction. voice no, no it's, it's quite sort of, um, it's not that deep, but he's quite, he pronounces everything very, very well. Yeah. Um, uh, really good at narration. He, he, I think I gave him a couple of scenes uh, uh, where the rocket's launching and a, and a scene where he's... Don't give anything away. No, where, where, <laughs> Isaac, where Isaac is, is talking with his wife and it's, it's quite sort of oh, yeah, yeah. like an emotional scene, yeah. I suppose. Um, so he did that and... Um, so I'm curious because I've not, I've not heard, I think the only... Oh my god! Yeah, the only audible book I've ever listened to was one from the library when I was about thirteen, um, and it was an English assignment. I was like, "Well, I can't be bothered to read it. I'll go and get." And the library had a a tape cassette, and yeah. so I had that. How does how does it go? Does he change his voice when he's doing the character voices, or is it? Yeah, all he, will, one... he will do. Yeah. So he he. I said to him, you know, what what do you need me to 
send you. You know, do you need a, a character bio? Do you need to know what they're yeah. like, what their likes and dislikes are, what their what their so it's almost voice like. acting. Yeah, he's. I mean, he is a wow. he is an actor, I suppose. Well, you are an actor, aren't you? Even yeah, yeah. if you're not, because he still has to act it out. You know, I mean, I've I've um, read through my books for editing purposes and stuff, but and I well, I didn't try and do the voices, but I can tell the difference between me just reading it and him and him reading it. That'd be really know, cool it's to a listen massive to that. difference, and it bring it brings it. It brings it alive a little bit more. Um, That's cool. And I thought, you know, it, <coughs> I suppose you could always think, oh, well, you know, um, oh, I could probably find a better voice so I could, that's not as perfect as I'd like. So, but Peter Dinklage. It's all, it's all, yeah, it's always going to be the <laughs> that case. That voice came from the moon. It's the first one I've ever done. I thought, I, I don't have the um, uh, backing to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to yeah. do it. Um, so I thought for my first one, you know, it, it'd be really good to work with a guy that was on the same sort of wavelength. Yeah. Um, and he is, and, and uh, I think it'll be maybe a couple of months or so before it's completely finished. He's Fantastic. working. He's working on one. I think he finishes it. He finishes one uh, middle of this month. So is it completely yeah. up to him to record everything? Then he just he uh, does I, he submit to Amazon or does he submit? Oh, well, he you? submits. He submits it to me. He does fifteen minutes first off, um, and then I mean there's a there's like a little they have a process on the website yeah. where you just go you submit your edition. You can message the guy back. You can make wow. an offer. You can adjust the terms and things. Um, and you can either there's two ways of paying as well. You can either go for a royalty, uh, a royalty. Uh, well, no, you always get royalty, but you can either go for a profit share. So um, I've opted to do that because then you've got two people um, promoting it. Yes, he'll make money out of it, and I'll yes. make money out of it, and, and it's it's you know you've just got twice as many people. Yeah, totally doing the promotion of things. Um, and a, I, I I just didn't have the money to 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 pay somebody to do it. You know. Um, again, because if you were the publisher, they'd, they'd cover yeah, all those costs anyway. Yeah, it, 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 it'd be straight in there. Um, right. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm it's, it's. That sounds crazy, really. Cool. Really. So I think I'll do. I'll do that for every one of my novels now. Yeah. yeah I do a, a paperback, ebook, and an audio book. Because I know um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's book came out. Um, Tough shit. Uh, that one came out, and I think he did the audible version of it. Uh, yeah. But that was obviously more of a biography than a. Than yeah. a novel, and some uh, but some writers but just have decent voices, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've 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 got loads of Chris Peterson's books, and I've got lots of his on on um, audiobook as well because he has a charismatic voice. Yeah, and yeah. I can listen Engaging, to talk for yeah. hours. You know, the same sorts of things over and over again. So man crush, exactly. <laughs> well, he's dead now. <laughs> Is he? I don't yeah. know that. It's a necro crush. Yeah, yeah. no, necro, necro, But yeah, so so some people have got the have got the voice for it, you know. Some people are able to act it out. Oh, that's um, cool. So, so, well, that was going to bring me on to the next one, actually. Opp- uh, opportunities. Because we were going to talk about opportunities, weren't we? Um, and how the opportunities that people have these days, whether they realise it or not, are just almost infinite. Yeah. Especially if you live in, this, in you know, the, the Western supportive, society. Or, supportive or, uh, cultures. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because um, we were talking about before we, we started the podcast... Um, a uh, guy who came over from um, Albania has been living yeah. over here for a few years now and um, he, he, I remember him saying to me once he says Ash the opportunities in this country to make money and to, to just do whatever you want to do are just there he says, there's no, he says there's almost no barriers Yeah. he says yeah He says, yeah. if you want to go to uni it might cost you a bit of money and stuff but you know if you're really hard up you know you can, there are ways you, you know, ways the, the, you can go to college and stuff yeah. and, and there's night school and all, all these sorts of things um, and I just thought that was yeah, this this is coming from someone that's lived in a country where it's still a civilized country. Yeah, you know, but he 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 but was the difference. Just, the difference between poverty over in 
Eastern world and obviously the Western civilization is completely different. And yeah. I know a fair few people who won't go to Africa because of the, they're scared of seeing that level of poverty. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. obviously I also know people who have been to Africa and said it's really humbling when you do go out there and you see the, the state of their high street, which is just people selling from open doors, um, just just dirty, dank, horrible doorways, and they're yeah. running businesses out of them. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sort of um, hit over me because I was thinking about it the other day. As soon as that ACX email came through, I thought, I thought, you know, why not? There's I've got people emailing me, companies emailing me saying. You know, there's nothing stopping you literally from making an audio book and yeah. selling it worldwide. Yeah. Do you? Do, do you know what I mean? Do you want to have a go at this? It, you know, all this. It, you know, it's just going to take a bit of inf- you know a bit of effort and a bit of your time. You know, to to write the thing. Yeah. And then you can produce it. You know, well, I mean, whether it's any good and whether it sells, I I, I don't know. But the opportunity to, opportunity to do it is still there. Because I'm getting to the stage now as well. I really want to chase this photography thing. I want to do. Um, just just ridiculous things like I want to do some I want to do calendars of all my shoots. So, uh, like yesterday, I went to Lister Lister Cars in Cambridge. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, incredible place. <laughs> just like a, um, the guys there were taking Jaguar cars in the fifties, modifying them, putting in crazy engines. Um, it was I think it was based on was it based on a D type? I'm probably going to get shouted at. I don't think it was based on a D type. But, um, yeah, but I, I saw the picture. I saw looked, the picture from the front. On yeah, your, on it looked very much like a D-type, but I don't think they're going to be very happy with me saying that. As, as far as I know, it's a Lister design car. Um, it might take inspiration from from Jaguars, um, but uh, just like doing a doing a, a Lister calendar and selling that, and doing prints. I, like even going back to things like uh, if you own a Ferrari, I will come and do a photo shoot of that Ferrari. Uh, bang bang bang! There we go. There's a drops of good and you get a massive metal print to put up on your wall. But then included into that as well, they, it's crazy, the amount of things that you kind of end up doing. I used to do car detailing. I used to detail cars at car shows. Um, and you could almost offer, okay, I'm going to come out, I'm going to detail your car for the day, and then I'm going to do a photo shoot for you, and then I'm going to give you some prints. It's as long as, you can, as long as you've got the time to kind of sort it out and chase it. Mm. Like you say, the opportunities are all out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you take you taking a massive opportunity in doing this fitness books. Um, yeah. How many fitness people have, have well, taken, was, taken the the plunge? I was doing my spare spare time almost. Yeah, well, well, it had to be. Well, it was, you know, I, was, I was working more than full time hours at, at David Lord at the time, doing uh, uh, gym hours. You know, working sort of you know usual, getting paid per hour. Yeah. And then doing uh, clients on top of that, and um, was literally I didn't really have days off. Well, I, st- well, I still have, don't really. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's. Um, uh, but you know, I mean, some days, you know, Sunday might only, you know, I might only work like a couple of hours or something. I'll get emails answered or, or whatever. Um, I was at a shoot last week, and um, the guys from Kelsey Publishing were out there, and they were saying, um, they were talking to me about the, the car shoot that we were doing. They were saying, "Oh, uh, do you do any other? Do you do any other um, photography?" I was like, "Well, I, I kind of like like we've been saying, you kind of stick to what you love and stick to what you really like doing. So I stick to try to stick to cars and sport." Um, obviously, I've done a fair bit of jewellery photography for a few friends, uh, which I've started trying to do a little bit more of as well, help out friends, uh, kind of a calmer, balancing thing. Um, so he was t- having a chat, and he said, oh, our publisher owns quite a few sports magazines as well. I'll, I'll send you the, the email addresses of the editors. I was like, well, there's another opportunity that's just opened up. If I take a, five minutes of my time, email the editors of a 
publishing company I already work for provide photos for and say, oh, I'm already working for retro cars, I'm already working for Classic 4, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you need any work doing for, I can't remember the names of the magazines now, health, men's, uh, not men's health, um, but things like that. Mm. Then it, the amount of times, like you say, that opportunity is thrown down at your feet and you, all you've got to do is kind of take it. Yeah. Well, it might be something so, missed quite a lot as well. Might, might be something really, really small, like you know, that you wouldn't think would be would be an opportunity, but it, it's you know, it doesn't seem like it would be an opportunity at the, at the, at yeah. the first glance, you know. But that's yeah. almost where karma comes back into it. So I've been uh, a friend of mine's just opened up a coffee house. He's been trying to open. I think you possibly know him, Kyle, Kyle Morrissey. He's um, mm-hmm. he was at David Lloyd. Worked at David Lloyd behind the bar. Um, left David Lloyd, worked at Costa, wanted to open up a coffee shop because he said nobody makes coffee properly. Nobody can because he, he said he was, his eyes was open when he went on a, what is it, it's a barrister. Yeah, barista. It's barista. a barista. Barrister's law. Barrister's law, isn't it? I, know, I, yeah. it's, it's, I had it in my head. I was like, that's barista, yeah. Is it barista? Barista. barista, yeah. Anyway, so a man who makes coffee. I don't drink coffee. So <laughs> I don't drink coffee yeah. either. No, I don't like it. But uh, he, he kind of chased his... Chase his dream to open up a coffee shop. He's now got a coffee shop in Derby. If anybody's in Derby, um, go to the Loft Lounge, Loft Coffee Lounge. And um, so I offered to go down. He's only just opened up. I said, I'll, I'll bring my camera down. I'll do some promotional shots for you. Uh, just an afternoon, a morning of my time. And mm. uh, that kind of thing just helps out. And then as we were sitting down chatting, he was like, why don't we do a gallery day, gallery evening? So like you and Mike, another friend of mine, who's a photographer, uh, you and Mike can well, bring Seymour. some of your Mike Seymour, yeah. He did the cover for Calisthenics, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he said, um, yeah. if you come down, bring all your photos. We'll put them all up in the gallery on an evening. We'll do coffee and food. I get some. I get some people coming in using the using the shop and hopefully buying some coffee. And you get to to get your photos out there and maybe maybe see maybe see if you can make a bit. So the opportunity of just going in and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll help out a friend, I'll go and take some photos for him and throw them up. We ended up having a conversation which might end up, hopefully, into uh, sorting out a gallery exhibition, yeah. which would be really cool. Yeah. Just things like that. It's I think a bit of karma. It doesn't... I get a lot more emails these days from, um, uh, you know, regarding the calisthenics book and yeah. questions and stuff like that. And it, it's... Because you, know, you, you put quite a lot into that in well, I think terms to, of I, getting up your likes on Facebook. Well, well I, think to, I think to myself, you know, these people are taking the trouble, A, to look for my book, yeah. B, to buy it, C, to read it enough that they... they understand it enough they understand to have a question. It, and then have a question. Some of them said, I've had somebody, a guy sent me um, uh, his workout plan, asking me if it's okay, if he thinks I, he was progressing okay and stuff. So, so cool. the least I can do is, is take yeah. 10, 15, 20 minutes of my time and, and reply. And I get emails from uh, all, all over... Yeah, I've had a, I think I've had a French guy um, email me one I haven't replied yet, um, but yeah, just sort of apologising for it's, it's not his first language. I'm not yeah. like, mate, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, it's fine. You're I taking can, time I can to just contact. about speak English, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's speak, you know, he's, he's got he's got two languages under his belt, more or less. Um, See, so yeah, I think those sorts of things are important because I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe when you get say maybe if you got absolutely massive and and you get thousands and thousands funny, of emails what, a day it's a funny you, then state. you couldn't you couldn't physically no. do it because you'd spend all of your days and nights just answering emails and, and it's a funny state when um you get people in podcasts or people who are putting things out there almost get treated as famous yeah and you get that kind of a little bit of oh i'll ask so-and-so because he's 
as soon as as soon as you go out in your field and you're putting it out there and you're putting your name out there, you get people asking you the question because, as far as they're concerned, you're the authority on that subject. Like there's there's so many podcasts about the destiny stuff, um, and you kind of grasp onto these people, uh, catch up with them. I mean, I've I've friended loads of people, and I mean, I'm in the clan Dungeon Protocols on Destiny purely because of a podcast. You're kind of going, oh, this guy's really funny. I really like him, uh, and he know he seems to know what he's talking about. Whether he does or not is irrelevant, but you kind of grasp onto them and, and run away with that. So mm. if you're putting your word out there, if you're putting your name out there along lines of a fitness book and you're getting the emails coming in, you've got to reply to them. You've got to, you've got to oh, keep that, yeah, going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, some of them, I don't, I, I'm surprised a lot that stuff doesn't make it into my junk because... Uh, I because you don't know these people, so yeah, they're not in your yeah. address list. So, uh, but they they seem to make it into my inbox. Uh, so good. if I, if I ever do, if anybody does ever email and I don't reply, it's probably Facebook because it's gone to the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's probably because it's gone to the junk or I've just missed it or, or something. Yeah, uh, but no, I tend to I, I I try to reply to everything that I get. Uh, so definitely good. I mean, I had um, I've had two emails recently over the last uh, couple of months asking to shadow my uh, photo shoots. Really, uh, I've had one guy saying, um, "Oh yeah, I'm a professional." Uh, well, not professional, but he's a part-time driver. So he'll go and pick up a car that's being photographed, drive it to the location, uh, drive around wherever the photographer needs to. So if they're doing tracking shots, he'll be he'll be in the car tracking everything like that. Yeah. So he said, I've had one email of a guy saying, yeah, if you ever need me for things like that, then let me know. I've had another guy say, um, come up and ask me if you can shadow me and assist on a photo shoot because he wants to learn. So, yeah, you've got you to gotta give a little bit back. Mm. Who said that? I think it's one of Arnie's six words, isn't it? Is it Arnie? Yeah, g- yeah, give something back. Give something back. Yeah, I remember him saying something like, "He'd much rather be at some I ben- share, benefit I for a his, charity uh, than at yeah. some red carpet, you know, a red carpet yeah. for a film or whatever." You know, I shared uh, his uh, video the other week, the other day, mm. minute and a half of him just going, "I've, I've, I've been told that <laughs> I had a face that looked like so and so, and I didn't have a." Didn't have an accent for acting, and uh, yeah. you kind of got to ignore him. He said, "He said that I remember saying something." Um, Just made me work like, harder. He had to say, uh, "Red wine grows on the vine," or something like that. Oh, that yeah. was part of yeah, it yeah. because he says, uh, uh, "You know, in, in German you have trouble articulation." Yeah, the, the W and the V. He said he, had, he remembered doing that over and over again in front of the mirror and stuff, and trying to get it, trying oh, to get really? it right. Yeah. Um, whether he has or not. He can't I mean, say it, can he? I was going to say, he can't actually say that. But then again, you know, a, guy, a guy that, because uh, I've read, um, it's not an official autobiography, but it's it's just like the, the story about from when he was born all the yeah. way through to all, you know. Uh, it really, really interesting. And he he was literally like, you know, uh, uh, there was no, well, there weren't, it wasn't no opportunities, but he says it was just agreed upon that I'd go into the police or be yeah. such and such or whatever by my parents. He said, I, he said I had bigger dreams than that. He says I couldn't get those dreams done. In, but then in he Austria. create he created the roles for him almost. Yeah. Like if yeah. he went into everybody said, "Oh no, I'm sorry, you can't act. You haven't. You've got a you've got a laughable accent. Your name you, you will never act. fit on a billboard. You, yeah. You've, your name's too long. Blah blah blah. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh yeah, we're going to film in Conan. Oh yeah, we've got a perfect dude for that. And then Terminator, we need somebody robotic who's from the future who looks really reasonably and rock we back? hard. Yeah. What? What? what how, maybe how, the how most quoted quoted how line ever. How quotable is that? I'll be back. Yeah. So. No, it's crazy. So that's the same thing. Be true to yourself. And well, we're going to talk about what I've got here. That leads on to Bill Gates. I'm going to look at some. Um, I don't know why. So that's another video of Bill, kind of Bill Steve Gates. Jobs. I was reading. I was watching some things about him, and um, 
one of his early girlfriends was on there talking about how uh, it might have been his wife now when they when they first met and they he'd do like three days work straight right and then he'd turn up at her house and just sort of collapse on the doorstep and and then sleep for like how many hours then straight back up and back to it you know um and it's i remember you know it's easy to say oh well you know microsoft is you know bloody evil or or whatever else you know all these all these things that you hear but um or or i used to i used to hear a lot people say things like oh um oh they've got like a monopoly on the market or such and such it's like well do what Bill do Gates did then. <laughs> if you don't like the pro, if you don't like using Windows or you don't like using Internet Explorer, up, learn to code and write. Spend your time writing something that you yeah. want to use. You know, it's it's not, it's not, it's not that he has to use it. Um, and it's just a bit. I got quite inspired by him really because he he's he's not um, pretentious. He's obviously a very very good businessman. Yeah. Yeah, it's inspiring to me because he's not—he's not arrogant. He's not—he's obviously a very good businessman. He's obviously yeah. made some uh, tough business decisions, and he obviously wanted to make as much money as possible. But um, I saw an interview where he said he's paid personally six billion dollars in tax. That's nuts, which is insane. And nuts. he's got all these 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 people together to to try and do you know philanthropic work, and he's he's um, going to give away ha- half of his fortune or only leave his kids with about ten million dollars each. I say only. <laughs> Com- compared yeah. to compared yeah, to his yeah. fortune, yeah. Um, and then they've got a, a foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, and one one thing I, I saw was that they have these sort of super thermoses. So you got super 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 thermos. Yeah, so super thermos. So it looks like a it looks like a huge um, it looks like a huge dumbbell. To be fair, with a small, with a thin bit in the middle, and they put this case over it, yeah. and it can. I think they said it could hold. Yeah, it could keep things cold for like 60, 60 days or, or two months. So or for like um... so they ship it out to wherever they need it, and it would, yeah. it would keep the vaccines cold um, because that's that's the biggest trouble. And he says a lot of these places haven't got refrigeration, or, or, or the refrigeration they have got is really crappy. Um, so that's probably the the biggest. Biggest thing for moving vaccines and stuff yeah, is trying to th- keep it cold and keeping it active. I think that the, their foundation is also trying to get rid of polio. Um, I think also trying to do uh, other bits and bobs. Um, they want to have, I can't remember what, I think was it, there wasn't poverty, the world poverty free by, but he, he said he's got some big, big plans. Um, so whether we'll get to do them in his lifetime yeah. or not, I, I don't know, but hopefully he will. You know. I thought so. Um, so that's taking, taking a chance of opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, and it's. It, I suppose it's his. Maybe it's his way of, of saying giving a little the, back. The, the, you know, the planet has given me so much in terms of monetary, yeah. monetary wealth and stuff, and it, it would be nice for you know this is his way of uh, giving back. You know, yeah. which is, I mean, admirable. I mean, no matter, I mean, surely no matter what he's done in his in his business days and stuff, what he's doing now more than makes up for it. If you think that he's <laughs> he's been a he's been a bad business guy, or whatever. Um, right. What? Uh, oh, Rand guitar. My rang guitar. Your rang guitar. You need to give me an update on your rang yeah, guitar. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you were listening the other week um, or, or the previous weeks, uh, there's a company called Ran uh, in Poland, and I've had a I had a custom guitar for them uh, a while ago. Uh, well, a long time ago, probably six, seven years ago. It was when you were touring. Yeah. This was uh, well. This was when I was in a band uh, years and years ago. Um, I had a black Flying V, and I think at the time it was about six hundred pounds, which was a lot, but for a custom made guitar to order is like, peanuts um, 
and I, I had I had to sell it all my gear in the end because I, I, you know, life took over and then I couldn't really continue like devoting that much time to the band and everything. So um, I had to get a job and a place and, and all the rest of it. Um, but I've recently started playing like in the last couple of years. Just started playing a lot more, so um, earning a bit more money now. So that was <laughs> less easing as well. <laughs> you meant to stay quiet. Uh, so yeah, so I ordered ordered one of their Crusher models as they call yeah. it. So it's kind of like a it's like a Stratocaster shape. But it's like it um, cool. it's it high so octane, cool. yeah. So if you go on their site, ranguitars.com, and look at the Crusher model, um, they're normally just plain wood finish, but they have carb tops, um, so and there you can choose to have either sort of hand rubbed oil finish, okay. or uh, uh, dark oil, or yeah, those sorts yeah. of things. But um, I'm guessing they don't paint them. Do they? Have you, can, you can have, you can get them painted, that, but I thought the the, the bare wood one looks really really good. Because as soon as um, I saw it, I wanted to make one myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make one by the time yours comes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, found you found the size of the piece of wood that I need to to kind of cut it down and carve it down. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Try and try and get that done. I'm gonna do the same same kind of thing. So dark wood dark wood body, and then by the by the neck, um, because the the quality is not gonna make any difference to me to how I play. So still might be all right. I think as yeah. long as the, I mean, because if you buy an off the shelf neck, then you're okay because it's going to have a truss rod and all the rest of it inside. Okay, it. okay. Um, I think if you, you know if you're making the body and then you're putting things together and choosing the hardware, then it's you can't go far wrong. I mean, it's it's. I only think you'd really notice if you played a very high end guitar, okay. and even even then, I'm not going to notice anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've played some I've played some cheaper guitars that I've liked. Still trying to understand the playability <laughs> of. The, the you know really expensive ones you know I mean Siobhan's got a nice ESP uh, Horizon two um, made in Japan it's, yeah. oh, it's so nice it's one of the last I think it's actually what yeah one of the last models that they made before ESP have gone over to um, calling themselves Edwards or E two okay for their for the export model so you'll only get ESP ones in Japan now I think. Um, I think it's Edwards or E or E two. I think, yeah, E two that, yeah. that comes over to the states in the UK. So she's got one of the last ones of those. So that's kind of cool. Um, very cool. I mean, last, well, she'll have that for the rest of her life probably. Yeah. Um, well, I'm guessing you're going to have your run. Well, I'm guessing you're going to have your run for about a month before you find another guitar that you want. No, no, sounds that, about that right. That one's staying. No, well, month, <laughs> I've got two. I've got two flying V's now. Two Dave Mustaine. Uh, I do love V's, the Megadeth one. The Megadeth one's awesome. Um, well, the wood, the wood one. No, the um, the one with the front cover, like the, oh, artwork yeah, the, the artwork. Yeah, yeah, the artwork on the. So I've got. What, the... what album's that from? Uh, it's Rust in Peace. Rust in Peace. Rust, Rust in, in Peace. Peace. So he's got a flying V guitar with Rust in Peace artwork on it. It's awesome. Yeah, it is, it looks and, so that, cool. and that's and that's secondhand. I think that model's from probably two thousand nine, but that's been played a lot. But you can tell it's just that's bedded in more than my yeah. more than my newer one. Um, so a new one isn't as no. It is nice to play, but the the Rust so in, in terms is... of what the flexibility. It's just how to, how the way the it feels when you strike the strings and, and the, the height of the frets, how worn down the frets are, um, <laughs> the action, so how high the strings are from the frets. But I thought you could change things. that anyway. Oh, yeah, you can do, but every guitar will be slightly unique, you know. And it's, okay. it's, uh, I, remember the, I remember my Ran Flying V being so tight for rhythms and, and it, was, it just, Cause I just struggle, I cut through the I mix. I can't and, play or I struggle. I'd like, say I can't. There's no such thing as can't. Um, I struggled to play Lindsay's. Uh, oh, which one is it? The black, acoustic. the black acoustic. Mm. Is um, it Washburn? Wood, Washburn, Washburn. They called it Woodburn. Uh, I can't. I, I struggle to play the Washburn because the strings are so high off the fret. Mm. Um, whereas the the electric that I've got, that little cheap twenty quid electric Fender copy that I've got, PV is it? Mm. Um, it's it's a lot lot more a lot closer. 
uh, and easier on my little pansy inflexible fingers mm. um, which I'm working on I'm trying to get it will more be flexible. I think it's it's um yeah I mean I, I like to play my actions slightly high um only because the for me when I'm playing rhythm and stuff the notes seem to pop out okay and it is and when when I feel like a when I fret the note, it for me it rings out clearer. Yeah. Whether it does or not, I don't know. But I mean, um, well, it kind of makes a little bit that's of what I sense. I don't. Know, does um, that change any? It just basically, if it's a little bit higher off, off the off the frets, it you could say well, it takes longer for your finger to push it down onto the fret, so maybe yeah. you couldn't play as fast as smoothly. Um, but I've seen. I mean, I'm a real big fan of Carl Sanders and and Dallas Tola Wade out of Nile. I know Carl Sanders plays with a high um, yeah, with with high action. High action, um, but he right. plays with the um, scalloped frets. Oh wow! So, okay, um, is in, that for in, is that for wow 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 it? It's so that you can you can <laughs> bend you can bend notes um, just just by, by pushing down. down. Yeah, and he he says that you can get. I've never played a, a scalloped fret before, so he says it's, it's so you can get more grip. He feels like it's got more grip on the strings, so yeah, bends and stuff. He said it's harder to play fast because you can. If you get a bit over eager, you can easily put the note sharp. Yeah. Um, but I suppose you could do that anyway on a normal fretboard. But it does look cool, though. You know, because they're just sort of like like a sort of divot. Is there, out, is there, is there a lot of a scallop on it, or is it is it I noticeable? Just, oh, yeah, you can see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does look cool. It does look cool. Does look very cool. You, but you wouldn't have it on your funky ran? No, because I, I, have, I haven't really had any, any experience. I mean, no. I, was, I was thinking about whether to have stainless steel frets or not. Compared um, to... Compared to like ordinary nickel ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you wanted a fan fretboard as well, didn't you? Or were yeah, you I was thinking about a fan uh, fretboard? Yeah, Randu, an eight string. I'm, I'm, I've ordered a seven string, just normal normal, normal fretboard, normal scale. Um, but they do an eight string fan fret. So fan fret is where the, the bottom thicker strings, that's a longer scale, so something like a 28 inch scale. And then the bottom few strings, or the, the highest string, yeah. the thinnest one, would be like a 25 and a half or something. Yeah. Like a normal guitar, so it basically means that you have better tension on the thicker strings and better tension on the or, so the frets, or, like the an frets even on the bottom string, frets on the frets, the frets on the thicker string are yeah, wider, wider yeah. than the frets on the thinner strings. Yeah, which one's top string? Top string is the thin string. Uh, I don't know. I see that's it depends. I mean, I I just say the head, you know, the bottom string, the heavy string. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I think that's because on on sort of tablature and stuff, if you if you you know you've got the sort of stave there and the and the lowest thickest string, the lowest pitch string is on the bottom okay. of, of the page. Um, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So I did I did play around. I, oh, should I change that? And I thought no, because I'm going from a six string to a seven string. I don't want to go from a six to an eight. So I'll get this seven string, get used to that, and then if I think I could benefit from having another lower string. Yeah. Um. I'll 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 get an eight string, you know, fun fret, just to see what it's like. Um. Apparently, it's not too difficult to swap between playing the two, either. You know, because your hand naturally does cut. Your hand naturally does go at an angle if you go down towards the headstock or up towards the the, the pickup, the body. So I'm the still body tr- I'm still trying to figure out whether to play with my thumb behind the neck or with with the thumb over the top. It depends what you're doing. Um. If you try, I was you... watching so many that the, the, they had the program about the greatest riffs of all time or whatever or the most influential um, and a lot of them there were playing it with the thumb over the top but I don't know I, it depends, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know whether classical... I start playing with my thumb over the top whether it's going to start getting in the way and it's going to hinder me well uh, if you um, have you play with your thumb on the back of the neck that enables you to have like a bigger stretch you can be yeah. more accurate 
Okay. Um, you find most lead players play like that unless they've got very long fingers or unless they play with their guitar really like flung down low. Yeah. Um, but you find all all the best players. Well, all the best technic technically, technically gifted accurate. players. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, play with their play with them like that. Um, and I noticed something rather embarrassing the other day as well. Was watching that? the watching that program about the riffs and Jimi Hendrix plays upside down. Well, he plays the right-handed never, guitar, but left-handed, yeah. Yeah, plays, plays, yeah, plays the guitar upside down with, with. I'd never noticed that. I've never knew, never known that before. Yeah, oh well, yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, the amount of decent guitar players there are now, it, you know, there's, there's loads. Well, there's, um, they're all over Facebook. Uh, Facebook, they're all over YouTube. Like, there's yeah. that 16-year-old French girl who's just bonkers. Um, have you seen the kids' uh, orchestras? The kids playing like Megadeth and uh, Iron Maiden and everything with with all like no. gifted musicians. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really the, cool. The, the technical level these days. Like twelve just, year olds playing Fear of the Dark. It's, it's quality. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, what else? What a bit of Dragon Age. Yeah, a bit of Dragon Age, and then you can. Then yeah, definitely. Because uh, you've you've just bought that. Because I'm still stuck I've on. I've never Destiny. played. A, 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 there was I think it was Dragon Age. Was it Origins, maybe? Dragon Age 2. I'd never played either of them. I heard good things about them, but yeah. just ne- for whatever reason, I just never, I'd never played it. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got Dragon Age Inquisition. It's something that Shimon wanted to play as well. She's playing it right now, actually. Yeah, her on, you can so hear all the click, 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 clicks. Um, but it's just, it's one of those games that's just, makes you realise... It looks very Dungeons and Dragons to me. It's, but it is awesome. It's just the... For me, it's the scope and the size um, and the fact that there's just so much to do, and it's one of those things where you know you can pay forty pounds for a bit of entertainment, and yeah. it can give you literally hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of hours of. Because I'm still I'm still playing Destiny. Yeah. I've uh, I kind of forced myself out of computer gaming years and years and years ago. Ash tempted me back in by throwing a controller into my hand when he had the Destiny Alpha downloaded, and I was like, "This is really cool." So I ended up playing Destiny. Um, it's good fun, kind of drop on, drop on every now and then, uh, mm. catch up with some of the guys who are uh, in the podcast, kind of getting on really well with them. Finally got to level thirty last night. Did the hard mode raid. Um, really, really. See, the, the raid on the Vault of Glass is so much fun. But I don't think I'm very unlikely to be getting Dragon Age. But it does look cool. Mm. It does look cool. And um, from the games that I've played, it looks very much like Dungeons and Dragons. In yeah. terms of the visuals, uh, yeah, it is, the gameplay. It is, it is the gameplay fantasy. does kind of remind me of Diablo. I don't know what the gameplay, the actual uh, gameplay feels like. I feel it's a lot more because um, uh, it kind of because it looks like turn-based, you know, uh, RPG, yes. but yeah, it's yeah. not. It's oh, is you it can not? control everything that you're doing. Okay, and you can even control what you know exactly what your character is doing from from second to second. Um, so obviously, Dun- feel... Dungeons and Dragons kind of set the standard of. Uh, how damage and how quickly you can attack and how regularly you can fire a bow and so so it's set, kind of set the standard of that of uh, which has been followed by all the RPGs and games Since, in the yeah. past. Uh, so it just looked like that kind of turn-based attacking speed and um, mm. casting and everything. Looks good. Though. What, yeah, what have you got? Good, yeah. What character have you got on, that, on it? I'm playing a, uh, a rogue, so an archer. Um, just because I mean, she have been talking about getting like a, a, an archery set or a bow and arrow set recently. I um, found myself looking at combat yeah. bows on eBay the other day. Well, my parents are, are doing a barn conversion in Norfolk, and they've got just 
so much land you can just shoot into, and yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere, you know. So we we, we thought road we're trip. Going, we're, well, we go well exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we love to, yeah. Um, it's got a huge house and and um, you know massive massive loads and loads of floor space and loads of garden space. And have you done archery before? Maybe when I was a kid, just stuck a string on a piece of wood. Or something. <laughs> um, but no, not before. Siobhan's done it before. And I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to be able to. I think I made a bow once. I, I would love to be able. To, I mean, it's. it's I mean, Siobhan want to want to move to to Canada eventually. Yeah. Um, just because I. You love... need to know archery there, so you can kill the buck bears. Exactly. Well, I'd love <laughs> the Sorry, I'd, grizzly, I'd love the idea of, of being able to hunt. You know, I'd want to go out and hunt for food and be and be able to be successful at it and go right. Well, you know, I just want to say right. Well, we need we need some meat or something. Right. Well, okay. We'll, we'll we'll set a trip up and we'll go. Yeah. hunt and just head out into yeah. wilderness and hunt and be able to do it. I think that's just really... just to be able to do it. I mean, obviously you got you you yeah. go you're going to go and live live not being quite so crude, but live off the supermarket. But on the occasions, right? Yeah, okay, I'm going to go out and yeah. I'd I'd want to be able to. I'd want to have those same, skills. Almost the same fine. reason why we're learning Latin is just because we want to have those skills, sort of thing. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of like um, uh, when I spent a bit of time in in the military, it was a, it was. You were kind of learning skills and and combat skills and things like that. And it it was, even though it wasn't enjoyable a lot of the time because you cold wet and stuff like that. I think a hunt would be because you you're not under any pressure necessarily. You know you, you if you don't if you fail it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know if you don't if you don't catch anything it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think it would be very enjoyable just, um, in and of itself. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I think it would be. The kind of the point of this podcast as well. Yeah, so exactly. I think it's definitely something that I mean, it's it's, it's something I'd like to I, I, uh, not really get back into, but have the ability to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, I've got I've got a couple of bows at home that I got from school. Uh, we still got we, those, have you? Yeah, we still got those. Well, they, we they recurve ones. They're recurves. Uh, we got them. Mate, I like that we used to do we used to do archery at school, um, and then for probably health and safety reasons, they decided that they weren't going to do it. And I can't remember whether I got them because they were just throwing them out or whether I bought them. But I got that. I remember going into the archery shop in town and buying buying some bows for it. They haven't got strings on them. Is it one in Derby now? No, it's not anymore. Is it one in Nottingham? Uh, no, not a long time. It must be one in Nottingham. It's probably one in Nottingham. I'm guessing there must be one around somewhere. Robin Hood. Robin Hood, yeah, of course. I would have thought uh, so. Yeah. But yeah, they, I've got those. I've got two recurve bows. I've snapped one. I think I've got three. I've snapped one by being stupid. Um, I've got two upstairs, no strings on them, and, and I'm sure my granddad taught me how to make. Well, didn't really taught me, just showed me how to make a bow. We had a piece of elm. Was it elm? Had a piece of elm, and we made made one kind of carved down the ends, whittled down the ends, uh, cut a couple of notches in for the string, and then um, tied the string on. I'm sure we had a. It was only a tiny little one. Uh, it was like when I was eight, nine. I just thought about it. Actually, just remembered it. Mm. But now I've just found myself looking at because I know you had an archery book for your birthday, didn't you? Mm. As soon as you told me that, I was like, oh, I've kind of really missed that because he's dirt my uncle's farm. I think it'd be something quite sort of. Uh, I mean, I've had an air rifle and stuff before, and it's quite satisfying yeah. putting a target up and stuff and just hit, hitting it, trying to get accurate and things like this. So yeah. I think with a bow, it'd be even more so because it's a bit more tactile. You know, firing a rifle yeah, is, very, is, very. is nice, but it, it's. I don't know. It, it, it's you, there's a bit more of a connection to to yes. now, isn't it? It's a bit more it's, primal, a bit more primitive. It's very, very difficult to explain, isn't it? Because yeah. firing, firing a gun. I mean, I've fired, I've fired. Um, uh, what were they? 
Uh, bolt action rifle, anyway. I can't remember what, what they were called. Fired bolt action rifles on a range. Um, fired. Uh, we talked a, a while ago when you were talking about firing guns, and I said I fired the green army machine gun, and I can't remember what it was. What it was. Yeah, clean, cleaned and fired. Yeah, SA eighty. Cleaned and fired that. Um, and they're very visceral. Cleaned it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very kind of visceral and um, not particularly connected, but you you feel that as long as you're. Well, I felt anyway, as long as you're kind of keeping calm and just squeezing the trigger very, very quickly, then you've got a bit of control over where it's going. Whereas a bow and arrow, you've got so many different variables that are going on in there. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's taking a little bit of a little bit away from snipers who are firing mm. over a mile, uh, taking into account of wind and everything. But mm. no, I think I think bow and arrow is definitely. I've got a friend of mine who who's uh, who does it quite regularly. I'm going to have to send him a message. Get some. Yeah, we could all get, get together and actually get on. Yeah. Sounds good, but I'd like to go to a place. Yeah. Whether Lindsay would like to do it. Yeah. I'll have to ask her. Lindsay? Do you want to do some <laughs> be kind of cool. Yeah, I do, yeah, I, do look for, I do look forward to doing that. Um, I mean, we've got... The place where me and Siobhan are living at now, I mean, it, we've, we've got a bit of an alleyway that we can... You know, it's all enclosed, it's all private, that we could probably shoot. I know it's, maybe, it's not, not even 20 feet, is it? But at least you could just pull, draw a little bit and just fire a few yeah. just to get used to it. But um, definitely going up to my parents' house, we could... Yeah, so what, what bow would you like? Would you ultimately do you want a longbow? The kind of the I guess so, yeah. But I mean, uh, the dog yeah. bollocks bow, probably, yeah. But I mean, I don't know how much maintenance that takes. I don't know whether sort of modern recurve bows are a bit, a bit more, you know, just easy to maintain. And yeah, and I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how much you'd have to oil a longbow actually. Have to check. So longbows. What are longbows made out? They're made out of two different types of wood. One on the there's front, two one on the pieces. Yeah, two pieces. I can't remember what what types of wood there are, but there's one piece that's um, bound onto the front that provides support. Uh, so the, 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 the piece of wood that's spliced onto the front of the bow is, has got less flexibility than the actual inside one that's, that, goes around, uh, that runs the length of the bow, uh, and they're spliced together um, and then fired from there. But there's mm. two different pieces of wood. I can't remember what piece of wood there, wood there are. Oh, there's a lot of, pull, lot of pull on those. Yeah, we were talking about poundage as well. Yeah, right? it's about 100, 120 pound pull. It's a lot. Which is a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, no, I, I heard stories of, because my uncle used to do it, at, uh, he used to do field archery, where you had to uh, stand, stand everybody standing in a line, and he had a um, a target over in the field, and it, was, it wasn't it was who could hit it, because it was so far away, it was who could get closest. So you'd have people like, firing up into the up into the sky, and there was a guy, a big muscle man, a big bodybuilder down there, who ripped his shoulder muscles trying to pull a longbow. Um, because you pull them differently, you kind of push them, push push the bow away rather than pull the bow, pull the string back. As far as I remember, yeah, very, yeah. Very I think cool I just like, I'd love to. I think hunting like that would be very sort of. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it'd make a comeback. You know, after sort of yeah. um, Hunger Games and stuff, because she fires. Yes, a, yeah, she fires true. Fires a bow. Bows, yeah. Um, see, I think I'd go. Yeah, I'd go for recurve. I think for for the time being. Yeah. Um, I think me and Siobhan are going to get to for, for Christmas. I think we were. I think we might. We, might, we were. I think she's got some saved on the on the laptop. So we nice. might try to go on there and buy those. Because I think we look at like a couple of hundred quid or something for like a full set. For, yeah, totally. You know, I think the ones I was looking up on. You mean you can pick up like, what, like one, one each, like, uh, like quid. a few little targets and, and yeah. arrows and uh, stuff like that. I think. Well, there's like, a couple uh, of archery clubs in Derby. I'll take you down to one of those if you want. Mm. Yeah, we could go. Yeah, my uh, my uncle used to do it. Yeah, uh, it's around the corner from his uh, house. There's a Archery club down in Milford. Mm. Now what we got left? Awesome. That's what we got. Oh, about ten minutes left. Ten minutes chit chat. Right. Uh, 
Learning Latin this week? I've I, I, I literally I've, haven't had time. I've had but... no time. I've actually turned into quite an angry person this last week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like Lindsay, even Lindsay's been saying, you've been getting really angry at the Justifiably. computer. Justifiably. Just to justify. Just yeah. Well, sometimes it's justifiable. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. If, if somebody wants to be an idiot, then I don't know. I don't. Should you be angry? Of course you can. It's, a, it's important. It's an important. It's an important emotion. Important. Yeah. Human um, stage. I, that is anger. Here, we're hearing um, Hitchens again. Are talking to this or being interviewed by this guy, and he was asking him about. Um, sins and things or about sin okay. and he was saying oh you know it's sort of just basically like a little test and he was saying oh have you done such and such no have you cheated on your wife that's none of your, none of your effing business yeah. and all this yeah. sort of stuff typical Hitchens answer and um, I think he said something like oh you know have you ever um, got angry you know and, and he, he says he says uh, he says something like uh, yes justify no he says something like yes something and he, and he went no, no no sorry not that he said justifiably I've got justifiably angry he says, you know, so I, Hitchens I, I, was asking the question. Or no, no, he's asked, be, he was being asked. Being questions, asked, yeah. okay. Um, so I think sometimes, yeah, you can get justifiably. Um, you know, I think it's it's I think it's completely normal. I think it's completely. Um, I think it's an important emotion. You know, I, th- I often think human emotions. You, you can't be on a on a single level yeah, all the time. Yeah. You have to have ups and downs. You, have to have ups and downs. you yeah. can't have somebody that's permanently happy all the time. You can't be because then that it doesn't become happy happiness, does it? It becomes just. Normal, yeah. If you're there all the yeah, time, um, I mean, I think you can be you can be in a good mood, but I think um, I mean it's, it's it's regularly said that the people who are happiest are always are, are uh, sometimes those who are actually most sad, and people who are who are helping an awful lot are those who need help more often, sort of thing. Most, yeah. Um, kind of kind people, yeah, you screwed must... over first, sort of thing, and yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a tough one, but. I don't know where I stand on how. I don't know. Trying to explain it, I don't know what I feel about being angry about the situations that have arisen over the last kind of couple of weeks. Well, um, what were they? I mean, it, so we've had. I've got. Uh, I've got. There's a, there's a guy who's just being awkward, but then he's not being awkward for the sake of being awkward. He's he's. Well, I don't know. He probably is. It's just things like trying to trying to get into trying to get a team or whatever into a certain certain situation or a certain position, but then actions which are obviously completely hypocritical to trying to get to the goal, sort of thing. Um, which yeah, I, can I mean, you've, you've, everybody always has bad managers and things like that. But I think it does. Do you reckon it goes down to the fact that? Well, see, I don't know. I mean, because oh, I, 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 ma- I had a manager at Lloyd's, and 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 I, mean, I won't say his name, but people, people might be able to work out who he is. But um, but anyway, he doesn't work there anymore. But he was just useless at that job. But he had um, a business outside of outside of Lloyd's and stuff that apparently does really, really well now, very, yeah. very well. Yeah. So it's not that he wasn't like that because he was lazy, or he, but maybe he just couldn't be asked to do that job because he was concentrating too much on the outside one. I know. I, I certainly probably. I don't know whether management. Uh, I mean, I've I've been. Well, they're just awkward because they've got that they've got that power. Yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, I I've never been a manager. I never will be. 
because I, I, I'll, I'll, well, I will never ever work for anybody else now. No, ever. I've never been a manager. Um, I've been, I've been a fair few. I've been in a fair few situations where I had to be a leader. Yeah, uh, and I'd like to think that I was a particularly efficient and effective leader. Um, but I don't know whether because I've, I've been lucky enough to have good managers, and I know good managers and good management skills, and just some people who are in that position haven't got those skills and should be there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, but yeah, yeah, I think so, sometimes you can be ju- justifiably angry. Justifiably angry. Um, yeah, I think I and I I'd be I know myself I'd be more worried about my state of state of mind if I didn't get annoyed yeah. by certain yeah. things. Um, so that's been brought up before. Why are you not angry at that? Well, I, mean, so, I mean, I get like we're coming back from. I mean, Sean will know. I get annoyed at traffic. If I because I've done a lot to get out of the nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime I get stuck in traffic, I'm just like. Fuck's sake! God's sake! Oh, you know, and it might only be ten minutes, and it's yeah. stupid because if we're talking about poverty and stuff, it's stupid yeah. getting annoyed at that. But it's third world it's, problems. It, it's exactly yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that sort of stuff doesn't bother me at all. Traffic, I, I, I'm fine. I think with it's because I, sp- I spent so long driving, sort of forty five minutes to work every, yeah. uh, to work and back every day, and I, I sometimes I get stuck in traffic, and I just that it's kind of like the. It's the work stuff that I that I hate, you know, the nine yeah. to five and, and stuff, and and nothing wrong with it if anybody else wants to do it, and it has to be done. It has to be done by, yeah, by yeah. certain number of people. But I, I I did a lot to try and um or have done a lot, or do do a lot to try and get out of that. Yeah, same. Um, uh, um, I I didn't do I didn't do a nine to five. I did seven to three, um, which was yeah. arguably even worse because you get up early, you get you get to work, and then by the time I got Hit back, I crashed. Oh, you crashed! I just, yeah. I just crashed by the time I got home, and I, I was out until regularly until like six, seven o'clock, and then I'd lost the evening, and you've got no incentive to come and do anything in the evening at all. So, I mean, I was in a stage of going to work, coming home, crashing, getting up, eating dinner, and then just watching Mong TV for the evening, and then doing rinse and repeat. Um, yeah, and I kind of worked hard to drag myself out of that and kick. Well, not really drag, but kick myself out of it. Um, one of my best friends who I was working with at the time moved to America, which was a bit of a, a kick. Wow. Um, so Jeez. he he was one of the reasons what's why he, I got the job. Now? He's now a, a computer, um, he's IT kind of support. Okay. I think it's telephone support, but I'm not sure. So he's IT support over in America. He went over there to marry his girlfriend. Oh. Um, so he's, he's married over there, having a whale of a time. But he was one of the reasons why I g- took the job in the first place, because I was working with him. Okay. Um, and as soon as he left, I think I lasted. Was this at Games Workshop? No, no, this was at a school. Okay, yeah. So it was a school. Uh, We were were at IT IT consultancy at a school. Um, But I think I lasted six weeks before I I made myself leave. Mm. Because it it just wasn't enjoyable without him. Couldn't couldn't hack it. I don't know whether I say I couldn't hack it or... No, it just wasn't enjoyable. And I didn't like the person I was being at that point doing 73. And I think there's a lot these days about, you know... If you can't, if you don't want to stick a job, it's like, well, you should stick it. It's like, why? Why? I think in previous generations, maybe you, sh- you, you know, you had to sort of, um, yeah, you had it's to, one of yeah. those things. Money isn't difficult to get. In no. the grand scheme of things, money isn't difficult to get. It's not difficult to obtain. You've got to be able to. You've got to do it, doing something that you enjoy doing. You've got to be That's in the right difficult. place in your head. Yeah. That's so as long as like because we've we've talked about being at the gym, but being at the gym for the right reasons, because yeah. it can easily grind you down. I mean, we talked yeah. about this a lot. Um, 
and as long as you're doing that and you you know you're in the right place for you at that time then you're okay if that yep. if the right place at that time is a nine to five job then so be it um at the time when i was when i kicked myself out of that job then it wasn't and then i think it was six weeks later i was in america coaching tennis coaching at uh, a night tennis academy in boston so oh, yeah. it was it's just one of those i mean that was an opportunity yeah do you want to go and coach in America at Boston and at the Nike Tennis Academy for six weeks? Um, yes, please. Yeah. I remember watching that. It brings up that uh, that Yes Man film with, with Jim Carrey and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's obviously the, the not suppose on the moral, but the, the point of the story is that, you, that you, you, it's better to say yes to things that, yeah. that are worth saying yes yeah. to. You know, yeah. it, it's, you have to say yes to everything. But um, well, it kind of comes back to, to karma based opportunities almost. Because, I mean, I've been trying to, um, I do lots of photography, I've been trying to open it up and offer my services a little bit more regularly. So, like, one of my friends has just opened up a coffee lounge. Uh, he's been trying to open it for a long time. He started doing, like, uh, coffee market stalls, taking 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 flavoured coffee beans to market stalls and selling them there, and selling cups of coffee there as well. And it, it, it was going reasonably well, and then he had an opportunity come up for him to buy a to buy a building in in Derby and uh, open up a coffee lounge. So he's now opened up the coffee lounge. And I said, well, because you've opened it, I will give you a morning of my time, come down, take my camera and do some promo shots for you. So, so you can put them up on the website, put them up on Facebook, send them out, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, just kind of offering that. And then he kind of came back. We were having a conversation and said, oh, how about we do a gallery evening for you and Mike? Mike Seymour, you know, because mm. he did um, calisthenics cover for you. How about we do a gallery evening for you at the coffee shop in the evening? Uh, obviously, because it's a gallery, a gallery evening, we'll have people come in and they can have the cups of coffee, and then hopefully you can move on some photos as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit of giving. It was one of Arnie's rules, isn't it? Mm. Give a little bit back and see what happens. Again, Bill Gates halfway through the podcast, he's, he's giving back as much as he can because he realizes he's. What did you say as well? That he, I think we did. You didn't mention it on the earlier, but the. Flipping burgers isn't beneath you, or, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, flipping I, flipping burgers. I, you get a lot of. I mean, I know, I know, certain people in my life that would never go and stack shelves or whatever. But I, I, I remember halfway through A levels or so, or in the gap between you know A levels and stuff. Yeah. I, I think I did. I was doing uh, uh, you know the bins for a little while. Yeah. You know, bin man. I think I'd done window cleaning before and all this sort of stuff. When I'm cleaning windows. Yeah, and you can't. You can't. I think. I think that was a Bill Gates thing, wasn't it? It was. Now flipping, people flipping people think, burgers. oh, you know, they they think, oh, well, I don't have to do that. It's like, well, yeah, you don't have to, but you might, you no, know, or I don't want to do that. Well, you don't, you might not want to, but it might, you know, the, the opportunity might come up where you have to yeah. do that, where you have to be a bin man for you know six weeks or whatever, or you have to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, I stacked, I stacked shelves, coming up, coming out of a job. I was a graphic designer for three years, and I came out of that because of the company I was in. It was a games workshop. But the company I was in, it was difficult to move up in terms of your skill. You had to kind of move across. Mm. Um, so I I left that job uh, to try to get back into IT, try to specialise. Um, I, I, everybody who knows me knows that I'm not a fan of the IT industry. You can keep it. I don't want to get back into it at all because everything's your fault and it's not a very nice place to work. Um, but to be successful in it, you have to specialise somewhere. Not the Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's all. Oh, I don't know why the mouse isn't working. Well, stop pointing it at the screen and put it on the mouse map. Um, but Plug it it's, 
yeah, plug it in. Don't put, don't have the mouse mat on a big curve. Um, so I, I went and stacked shelves for six weeks at Tesco's in the evening. And it's one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. Because you kind of rock up at, you rock up at eight o'clock, you leave at five o'clock in the morning, and in that time, your section has to have its shelf stacked. It's, you just kind of go out there, get some products, stick them on the shelves. It's very, very simple. And um, so many people say that everybody needs to know the value of a hard day's work. So cleaning is arguably one of the most therapeutic jobs that you could have. Because you go into a room, wax mm. the floor, clean the floor, whatever. Once you've finished it, you know that you've kind of done a good good deed almost. Exactly, yeah. Especially I mean, if you like cleaning, I mean. Yeah. Perfect job, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think it's... Um, I think it's undervalued. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I think it... Maybe it has been... It's almost as if we've got... At the same time as having all these opportunities, there's there's, there's been the the um the sort of double whammy of, of people having the opportunities but also thinking well I don't have I don't have to do that yeah, exactly. I don't want to. We were talking earlier about having to jump through hoops like so many hoops to get benefits. Yeah or things like that. Um, yeah. make it make it so difficult to get all these I think benefits it, it, that it's, it's almost easier to get a it's job. It's bad as well because you get I, I mean I, I like to think of myself as, as a liberal person uh in the sense that um I'm for gay marriage I don't think that um, you know there should be internet censorship or, or yeah. censorship in general. All those sorts of things that you think our well, liberals would yeah. normally be after, or, or normally before. Um, but in terms of things like you know, you'll get you'll just get excuses made by a lot of people for reasons why. Oh, this person can't work because X, Y, and Z. Well, yeah. Sorry, I've just watched a TV program where uh, <laughs> an ex forces guy with that with with one arm and one leg has walked to the north yes, pole. Exactly. You can get off your ass and go work in an there's office. There's a guy. There's a guy with no yeah. legs and or is it no legs or is it no arms? There's a guy, oh, no with, arms. There's a guy, a guy with no arms who's working at the, the NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, the NASCAR. NASCAR I can't remember his name. NASCAR if you, if with his feet. in America, um, there's an African American guy called. Uh, well, we, I can't remember his can't name. Remember his but name. Awesome. He's um, quite a small guy, and I, I watched a program where he was. Um, was he born with no? I think he was I born think he said with he no was arms. born with no arms. And he literally learns to do everything with his feet. So he drove to work with his feet and everything. Um, he had like a specially uh, made car, and he put <coughs> sitting at his desk doing designs and stuff like proper high tech stuff. Yeah. And he had the mouse on the floor that he was operating with his right yeah. foot, and the keyboard that he was doing with his left foot and stuff. And he was he could he could stretch his toes, and he was doing like control alt and something else with his with his Incredible. Other foot. And you just think, well, there there are no excuses yeah. either. You know, obviously that guy. He's entitled. He should be yeah. entitled to, to to benefits or some something to help him. You know, maybe if he can't afford the modifications to his car, we well, still needs to get to work. Okay. Well, obviously the, the yeah. taxpayer, the government. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there needs I'd, to be a little bit. Of help, I'd be the first he... one in line to to go right. Well, my tax is obviously going to go to the yeah, hotel. Totally. Yeah. But um, but he's obviously worked hard, and he it, 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 and I don't I don't know if he takes if he gets help from the government. Maybe he chooses not to. I don't know. Um. I mean, that was one of the Bill Gates when when Bill Gates going back to Bill Gates again. One of the things that he said when he did the uh, the speech at the at, uh, the high schools that he did. He, the the first thing he said is, "Life's tough. Deal with it. Yeah, life's shit. Deal with it. Get over it." Also, I was going to mention actually, I had a guy um, uh, message me through my Facebook things. Uh, uh, I don't know if he, if he if he bought the book or something. Um, uh, but I think he was. Uh, he turned out that he, that he was he was gay. And he's working in, not working in, sorry, he's living in Mexico. Yeah. Um, 
but he's talking about the, just the difficulties and stuff. He can't he can't tell any of his family that, that he's gay over there and all this sort of stuff because they're like they're disowning him or it's it's not it's not you just can't do it yeah. over there. Um, and we just we just got chatting back and forth. I just said you know it, it's I said I don't even think about it over here. I said I don't really have any gay friends, but it, it's no problem. Yeah, you know, there's millions of people that are gay, or well, I don't know if it's millions, but it probably is millions. But it's it's no issue whatsoever. No, maybe it is in certain communities if you're older, or certain communities are a bit more religious or a bit more conservative or something. I said, but it's literally no big deal, you know, and all these sorts of things. And it, it was and again that hit home, like the opportunity that we have over here, and he can't even have a relationship with somebody that he likes because because everyone the whole of society, he or he he thinks. He, he believes a whole society will just come come down yeah. him like a ton of bricks, you know. Um, pressure. So yeah, if you live in the UK, if you're listening in the UK or US, you have it easy. Yeah. <laughs> we have it easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, we do. So yeah, so, so I mean, again, that's again, the internet. You makes conversations like that, like that possible. You know, I never would have got to spoken to a guy like that before. No. Um, or, or appreciate what he, what his day to day life yeah. is like, or, or anything like that. Um, again, you might you might end up you might end up getting. Uh, I mean, it'd be awesome if you did getting a a message from some guy who said that it, the book that he's bought from you has helped him deal with something in his life. Oh, so awesome, you, yeah. I mean, if you got some some kind of aspirational email like that, I mean, that's that's you having the guts to put your name out there with some facts that you've written about. Which have then come back. Karma's kind of yeah. come back and delivered itself. Oh, that was, that was there's a. There's a video that's going around actually about a, a little girl who's who goes into a shop. It's a, a Japanese video. Little girl goes into a shop, um, wants to buy a birthday cake. Mum says she hasn't got enough money, and a guy buys it for her and writes her a note. And he says, "Here you go. Um, don't worry about paying me back. Just make sure that you kind of reciprocate at some point." So she goes back, and uh, he said, uh, "Sorry, the, the guy says it, it was it was an old guy who did this for me when I was a boy. So gave gave her a note." And she goes back and she gives this Christmas present to her, gives a birthday cake to her granddad. Mm. And it turns out that the granddad was, I mean, it's all, it's all an advert, but it's so so well done. It turns out that her granddad was the guy who bought this lad a cake when he was a boy. No way. And it, obviously, and the note says, treat somebody well and it will, it, uh, karma will return to you <laughs> kind of thing. And it is, as long as you're... So yeah. it'd be really nice if some, something like that did happen to you because you've had the guts to kind of throw that out there. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I think uh, I was, was going to say something. What was I going to say about? Um, oh yeah, the, the, like the Ricky Gervais podcast yeah. and stuff. I listen to those all the time when I'm, I'm doing a washing up or yeah. doing any sort of housework or whatever. Smith, um, the number of times that they've you know they've sort of um, Ricky said to Carl, you know, or oh, we've got an email from you know says the number of people that have been on a suicide or whatever and they're just listening to us three talk shit or something. Yes. They've, it's like got them through it. They've realised yeah. that life isn't so bad after yeah. all and, and, um, and all this sort of stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, it must, it, you know, that, that specific you know, example, you've got three guys just talking rubbish in a, in, in a room yes, totally. and just putting it up on the internet for free and then, you know, they've potentially saved, I don't know how many lives or, or, or they've helped people get through uh, 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 breathing or times. whatever. Um, yeah, but, but I suppose was... then it comes back to the, you know, the, the power of the internet. And, and, um... That is literally just, just having the balls to put yourself out there. Hats off if you're doing it. Hats off if you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And um, we're, we're, we're certainly going to keep doing it because I'm really enjoying doing these. These are, these are really yeah, good fun. Yeah, you have fun. to keep the podcast, don't we? Really yeah. enjoy doing these. We need to get... Uh... Should, we for, should we ask for topics? Should we, we see if we... More... Yeah, get, get somebody... We need to get more comments, don't we, really? 
Yeah. Get, more, get more people commenting and stuff. If you want to hear us talk rubbish about any particular subject, then, yeah. then drop us a oh, so We don't we claim to know what the hell we're talking about. No, but we'll, we'll, we'll like definitely discuss it with a... <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Episode 7 sorted. Cool. Nice one. Episode Thanks, eight, eight next week. Episode be, eight next week. Back in mine. Yeah, back of yours. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah, it is. It's two months, isn't it? Episode we'll try, wow. try and get out on Tuesday. We are yeah, a day yeah. late to this week, aren't we? Because yeah, we, I, I, I can uh, do yesterday, and then I was on um, a shoot yesterday. Well, yeah, you were back late, we could, but we couldn't do late yesterday. So yeah, um, brilliant. No, sorry, on Monday. Is it Wednesday today? Is it Wednesday today? It is Wednesday, Wednesday. Isn't it? Yeah, and we couldn't do yesterday because I was on a shoot. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, no, next week it'll be back out on a Tuesday, and this will be out. As soon as I get back home. Cool. Because I edit it really quick. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a rapid editor. Right, so next, uh, next week then. Yeah. Right. Looking forward to hearing you. Send in emails and let us yeah, know what you think. Yeah, send questions, comments. Let us know what you think. That's it's all good. Stuff. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Cheers, Ash. Bye.